All right, and thanks for tuning in this week to the latest episode of Con Job. This week, we are going to be doing another review of the Huntsville Comic-Con show that happened this past weekend. And uh, we have Tim Hyde on to give us an overview of how things went. Tim, how's it going? It is going very well. How are you guys doing? We're doing doing well, doing well. At least it's nice to get uh, get a couple of shows going again. So that's nice to get the sh- get this show going how we want it to go, where we can actually review something instead of just talking about random things and canceled conventions. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm in a a little Facebook message with you know with I think your wife and Alexa, and I'm always the bad guy because I'm the one that somehow always ends up breaking all these stories about what shows being canceled. They've called me like the con devil, I think, because I'm always the bad news bearer, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard. I've heard. When it, whenever I call Ryan, I'm, my my canceled convention greeting is, so. Yeah, and I like hang up every time. Like, I don't want to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um. So tell us a little bit, first of all, just what you, what you do, what you sell, what your work, you know, how, what is your, what brings you to the shows, first of all? So I'm a talent manager. I have 31 clients, uh, but my main focus is artists, ranging from comic artists to Disney artists, your anime artists, and kind of everything in between. Um, I was there, I have one client that I exclusively sell for, and I sell her stuff at that show. And many other shows do about 45 to 48 a year. So pretty much almost every weekend, um, and every not, not anymore. No, um, every weekend <laughs> in 2019 <laughs> and prior, yes, <laughs> and hopefully 2021. But yes, so so the show that you did this past weekend, Huntsville Comic Con, right? So it's uh, it's Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. I think okay. Huntsville Comic Con is a different show. Okay, my my apologies, my apologies. This is the Huntsville Expo. Okay, and it was a two day show, right? Correct. Yeah, so it was July eighteenth and nineteenth. Right, which uh, you told me prior to the weekend, and I texted you Friday and said, "Hey, how'd the show go?" And you're like, "It's tomorrow, idiot." Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us, like, uh, I guess first of all. How was it uh, load-in wise? Any any issues? Uh, you know, masks, no masks. Did they, were um, they so, police and that sort of thing? Um, masks were actually a mandate um, by the city itself of Huntsville, and I believe the county. Um, so you had to wear a mask out in public. Period. Um, so that made it a little bit easier. Um, I, during setup, the people who checked us in and everything. Um, the guy, Jeremy, who owns and runs the show is fantastic. Uh, he wore a mask the entire time, recommended everyone wear a mask. Um, you know, told if anybody doesn't want to wear a mask, then pretty much they can leave. Um, they, he took a very, very serious issue towards the health, which is reinsuring as a vendor who is kind of getting out there again for the first time in four months. Um, yeah. you know, so the, the check-in process was easy. I walked up, gave my business name. Gave, they gave me the two badges, and we walked right off there. Both, everyone, the whole staff was wearing masks. I was wearing masks. Everybody near me was wearing masks. I stayed, you know, probably 10 to 12 feet away from, um, you know, the people in front of me. So I just gave it a nice shape. And I did get there pretty early on, so there wasn't a lot. Of, there was probably maybe 20 to 30% of the vendors setting up 
Um, but overall, it was real easy load in. You pull right up to the dock, pull your stuff in, wheel it in. You could even drive in, which is kind of nice for a lot of big people that have bigger setups. Um, yeah. But other than that, it was statewide. It was clean, healthy. They had lots of hand sanitizer around, um, which was, you know, reinsuring for sure. Awkward silence. All right. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what's that? Yeah, that was for the check-in. Honestly, it was super easy. I mean, I've been doing it for so long, I have it pretty much, you know, down to a T, but it was very simple. There was no weird awkwardness or anything like that, so. Now, you said that uh, Jeremy, was that his name, the the promoter? Correct. Uh, took a took a pretty you know pretty pretty hard stance on uh, on on the health issues. Uh, I know they they were doing live like live videos for you know yep. f- several days leading up to and during the uh, during the show. Uh, you know, I, I think I knew I knew that masks were going to be a thing, and I you know I wasn't attending the show, so that was that was something that was pretty good. Now, how did you you know going into the you know the the actual days of the show how was the crowd like were they were they cool with the masks were there you know was it the the typical bozos you know not wearing them right down around their nose their chins anything like that so i'll be honest i was nervous not only because you know when you tell people to do something you always have the rebellious people whether it's a good cause or bad cause doesn't matter there's always somebody out there wanting to do whatever the opposite of everyone's supposed to do um, so I was a little nervous about that. And then on top of that, being in Alabama, I was a little nervous. A, a little actually nervous, say, if it was in New York or in Boston or something. You know, I felt a little bit more nervous about that kind of Southern hospitality, we'll call it, um, where, you know, they kind of wanted to break the rules and, you know. Roll tight. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, that just made me a little nervous. But um, during the show, there's only – only one instance where I saw um, an actual attendee wearing a mask and a staff member walked over and asked him to put on the mask and he did turned around and like 10 seconds later took it off. And then a couple of the fellow vendors called him out really quick. And it was a kind of an older lady and she just called him out like, Nope, you need to put on your mask. If we're all doing this, we're all doing this together. If I have to wear a mask, you're going to wear a mask, honey. And I got kind of like feisty at him. And he, he, yeah, she shut that down really quick and he was put it right on his mask. And I won't give away what that mask said on it, but it do, it was red and it had four letters, four white letters on it. And and started with M and ended it A and had a guy in the middle. Um, oh, boy. So he was very, oh, boy. yeah, and, you know, and like, I remember I went out to go to the bathroom and I saw him just outside, like literally five feet away from the door in the front. And he was smoking with his mask on, like barely lifting it over. Like I'm telling you right on the top of his nose, like not even over his nose, smoking a cigarette. And which just seems counterproductive in my opinion. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, it was just, I would say more of a character flaw than anything. Um, you know, I mean, he was by himself. He was just walking on. I feel like he was just more there to kind of stir things up. And I didn't see him buy anything, you know, nothing in his hand. And he was just kind of walking around. So, um, you know, outside of that kind of anomaly of people, 
so to speak. Uh, everyone else is fantastic. They all give each other nice social distancing. Uh, everyone kind of stuck in their own groups. Uh, you know, so it, it, I, I never felt, I guess you could say, quote unquote, scared or nervous or anything with any of the attendees as far as getting too close or coughing or anything at all. So overall, was so in, so regarding the social distancing, how were the, uh, the aisles, were they bigger than what we normally see at our, at a regular convention? Were they the same size? And then also how were the setups for the booths? Cause you know, artist alley generally are table to table, you know, are they, were they spaced out differently? So the booths and the artist alley were not, uh, any different than I would say they were all touching each other. Um, there was no gap in between them at all. So yeah, you were right up on your neighbor, like any other normal layout would be. Um, I would say the, I haven't been there to, in previous years, so I can't say it, but I did hear a couple of people say the aisles were a little wider, but nothing crazy drastic. It wasn't like there were 25 foot aisles. I would say they were slightly wider than normal, maybe 20 to 30% more. Um, you know, okay. nothing crazy, but clearly, clearly done to show up a little bit of extra, you know, a little bit extra love, a little bit extra that's, space for people, but not yeah, um, that they're thinking basically. Yeah. They, they, yeah they that they're taking it into consideration. Yeah. They didn't overkill it, which is nice. It wasn't 40 feet aisles, like at wizard world Philly or something where you have so far. I like, can't yell at somebody that walks down the middle. Um, it was not like that at all, right. but it still felt safe. So, okay. Now you you know you you kind of talked about the aisles and whatnot now and the guests, but how were they? You know, was there spending going on? Was it? You know, I guess just tell us about you know how the how the show went. Yeah. So obviously, I was a little nervous. I have only done one show in Alabama and it was a tiny little one in the middle of nowhere. And I can tell you right now that those people did not spend. If you think about a show in which, or a crowd in which you consider very, very low income and had no kind of money to spend at all, we're just there to hang out. That's what I was envisioning. And I couldn't have been further from the truth. Um, the people there, they spent their money. I mean, just straight up, uh, at least on the vendors and the artists, they were really spending money on the people that had good stuff. Uh, I was a little nervous that it was going to be, you know, quote unquote with the times and everything maybe being a little bit more rough, but it was definitely not an issue in any way, shape or form. How was it? How was it uh, with the guests? Cause I was, I was kind of looking through the guests, uh, the guest lineup that they had. And I know like, a, a cool one was Ernie Reyes Jr. That was a cool one, but I, I noticed some uh, some wrestlers like Lex Luger and Sergeant Slaughter. Were they all there? Yeah. So everybody you know that they... was on, like, if you go, if you went on the website now and went to our guest, uh, everybody that was there was there on that list. Um, okay. And the person who clearly had the most line that was the most popular that seemed to have at least eight to ten people on his line the entire show was Chris Claremont. Obviously, he's getting up there in age. The shows are getting limited. Uh, and he obviously has done magnificent work in the industry and is one of the kind of the last remaining old school guys, so to speak, that's really kind of chugging along and has done so much great work. Uh, and his line was just, you know, eight to ten people saw the entire show. Um, how, how was it, though, with, with the guests as far as, 
Because, you know, back in the day, you walk up, they shake your hand, you know, you shake hands. And, you know, obviously that's not You, happening, you mean in March? Some hugs. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> way, ba- way back in the day. But you know way what I mean? Way back so, like, in they go the first quarter and, of 2020. Uh, yeah, which seems like forever ago. But you know what I mean? Like some of the guests were like, were hug the people, you're shaking their hands. They come out around the booth and they're taking pictures with their arm around them. That's not, I'm assuming that's not happening. So did you happen to get to see how, how any of that was going down? So like what, what is the new protocol? I, this is the only issue that I had as someone who does booking management, that's quote unquote an agent for, you know, some celebrities and does some bookings. A couple things really bothered me about that. Um, I saw nearly every guest not wearing a mask at one time or another, except for Leah Clark, the anime voice actress, she did, she wore a mask the entire time. I mean, I'm talking 110% of the time, whether there was no one at her table or 10 people, she wore a mask the entire time. Um, I believe Harry means he wore a mask most of the time when I saw him. The, um, I think his name's Clinton Hobart, the Disney artist. He was not wearing a mask at all at his booth, even when people there were talking to him, um, which I found highly inappropriate. Austin St. John wasn't wearing a mask at all the entire show. Um, a couple of the other people I saw that weren't wearing one, um, you know, which to me it seems absolutely absurd that whether it's people there are not right in front of you to not wear a mask during all this stuff seems idiotic in my opinion. And if I had any clients there, they would be all wearing a mask or I wouldn't be working with them. I mean, it's, no, it's, not, you- it's not worth the risk. Silly. You, you said that they weren't yeah. wearing masks. Did they have like, did they have face shields? Did they have anything? Zero at all. Oh, wow. And to me, that wow. was probably the one issue that I would have, if I had, you know, been running the show, I would have been like, hey, I don't care if they're a guest or not. This is a citywide mandate. If attendees have to wear them, yeah. if vendors have to wear them, if artists have to wear them, then the celebrities have to wear them, period. And, you know, a lot of them, they got more stuff to lose than we do. I mean, Austin St. John and you know, a lot of these guys, I mean, they're doing a lot of shows and, you know, they make really good money. This is their livelihood. And to me, to risk it because of maybe your opinion on something seems to be really silly to me. Um, you know, just, just put on the mask. I think from a marketing perspective alone, just having, if I had clients there, I'd want them to wear a mask just simply based on the fact <clears throat> that, you know, uh, more than 90% of people believe that masks help. So therefore, and science has shown that they'd help. Um, you know, that if I had a client there, I would want them to wearing a mask just on the marketing reasons, because if, you know, someone walks up and takes a picture of you, you're talking to whatever other celebrity and you're right next to each other and you have three other people behind you and none of you are wearing masks, that does not look good because it glasses all over social media. And in today's day and age, that could be a, a deterrent. That could be a, a booking. Yeah. If I was owning a show and say it's the first show back maybe in November where it's the first bigger show or you know whatever it may be and I wanted to book this guy but I'm not going to now because it made me nervous because he doesn't want to wear a mask and you know a lot of people online are upset because you know whatever reason and if someone were to get, say one of these celebrities got sick they could pass that on to every single one of the people that paid money to go take a picture next to them or tell autograph or whatever it may be. And to me, that's very unprofessional. And in my opinion, as someone who's an agent and does bookings and all that stuff, I would never allow my client to do that. Now, 
so how was it how was the the interactions between them they were all up in there like nothing had ever changed so just majority of them had a mask on and it was as if no, majority, as if this was if this was not February. Have a mask in my opinion like oh even uh, the majority of the of the guests or the celebrities yeah okay and but so for the ones that did have the mask, because you, you said, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Leah Clark. Like, she had one on the whole time. The entire time. Right? 100%. So, yep. So when when people were walking up to her, was it, as far as interaction with her, was it as if it was no big deal? People were coming up and hugging her, shaking hands and all no, that, so and they just had the mask They on? had put, I believe there was two tables depth-wise. So that would probably be about okay. five five-ish feet and then she was kind of sitting back and she talked to every single one she was very friendly all the celebrity guests there for the most part that i know um all were very very friendly outgoing sergeant slaughter he's a fantastic guy i've sat next to him on a plane he's a absolute sweetheart very smart hard worker um you know uh and so i know is a pretty cool guy um you know damian clark is a good Chris Claremont's great. Austin St. John's, a, you know, sweetheart. He does friggin' a thousand shows a year. I mean, he's the guy's a workhorse. So it has nothing to do with their, you know, worth ethic. They were giving every little tidbit that they could for people to make it feel extra special because, you know, the crowd wasn't huge. You know, it was, I would guess, maybe 1500 for the weekend-ish. But the people that were there were yeah. spending like it was. I would say the same money would be equivalent to a, a five thousand person show. So oh, wow. yeah, no, I mean the money was in the room if you had some good stuff, and you know the people were excited to be there. Um, you know, but I just think maybe there was a little bit of apprehension on some of the attendees' side to not meet some of the celebrities because they were nervous because maybe they weren't wearing a mask. Um, I mean, I feel like that could be a realistic possibility. I mean, it had to have happened at some point. I mean, one kind of, you know, maybe socially awkward young girl who idolizes a Austin St. John or who those people and Sergeant Slaughter or whoever it may be, loves them, never met them, wants to really bad, but already maybe have a social anxiety issue. And then having the mask not being on maybe kind of threw them off to a point where they didn't end up meeting them because they were nervous right. about them. I would think that would be a deterrent for sure. For it some would be people. For me. I mean, yeah. I didn't go up and talk to you. You go there. I mean, I know a couple Right. Of you go there time. knowing you're going to be safe. And that's, you know, you see that sort of thing and you're just like, ah, eh, better luck next time. <laughs> you know, I mean, so if any one of the guests were complaining that they did poorly, which I've heard none of them have, I have no idea what any other, any other people did, to be honest with you. Um, but if they did, I think that would have to have something to do with it. You know, I right, mean, right. to me, it doesn't make logical sense to do. I think it's a more of an opinion thing. And, you know, the one thing that Jeremy said, the owner of the show, is he said it's really important to believe science, not opinions. It's not, we're just going with science on this one. It's not politics. It's not political. It's not personal. It's not anything. There's no, not attack on anybody. We're here as a community to take care of each other. And as of right now, that involves wearing a mask. You know, it's funny that you said, you know, it's a, it's a huge opportunity, you know, the wearing the mask thing. It's a huge thing. One of the things that, uh, that I saw at the show that I was at, Tim, was, you know, Michael Golden was doing commissions on masks. Yep. Um, which was, which was kind of, you know, it was kind of, kind of novel. And I know, you know, you've got, artists that uh you know they do some great work that's i i feel like you know for artists especially 
you know, this is, this is a unique opportunity for them to, you know, to possibly explore a new, you know, a new revenue stream. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, a trending product, like almost anything. I mean, that could be the, you know, your, your, I mean, mask and doing some type of either whether it's printed or commissions on them. I did see the example you did and it looked really awesome. I think I saw Black Panther one that someone had bought and it, it looked awesome. I and mean, it looked like it was almost printed on. And I think he was charging 35 bucks with the mask and the commission. But very reasonable for a really awesome custom product that, you know, once you're done with all this stuff and you're not wearing masks, say two years from now, you're not wearing never have to wear a mask again. You know, you hang that thing up on the wall. And it's a nice little, you know, kind of wall piece to have. And there's a story behind it, which I, I think is genius. I didn't, I never thought of that. I will fully admit I had absolutely zero thoughts of, hey, we should draw, have my clients do stuff on a white mask. I think that would look really awesome. You know, so I think that's a very right. genius move on his part. And I hope that maybe other people will do that and make it to where, like, the people who maybe don't want to do it have a little bit more of a reason to. I'm just kidding. You know, exactly. Everyone's wearing a mask. I don't care what your reasoning for it, whether it's because you love Trump or whether it's because you love Obama or it's because you don't like this, you like this, whatever. I don't care. It's not, you know, if you, as long as you're wearing it and you're wearing it correctly, I think, think it'll benefit everybody involved, period. And so as far as the people that were spending, did you notice that uh, you were getting the majority of the sales with credit card? Or did you? Because with the show that we did, there was very, very little cash. So I have, and usually it's kind of 50, 50, 60, 40 kind of ish. You know, it's never really a huge dispar- you know, difference between the two. So I was wondering what what it was like. There. I am the worst person on this because our lovely friends at the whoever I'm not going to name drop them, but you know what I'm talking about. The the processor who does my credit cards froze my account because. I had been doing so much business with them and all my clients and everything through them, through that email, through my business. And I went over 90 days with inactivity. So they thought that my car, my right. car had either been hacked or I had given up on my business or whatever and froze my account. So I was not able to take a single credit card the entire weekend. So I will say I had about 30% of people have to go and get money at an ATM. That was like literally a probably a 10 minute walk each way which is pretty far wow. uh, yeah and then go all the way to the side of the was one little far 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 corner to go get cash and come back uh, i did make a little incentive for them if they went back and we got the money i held the stuff for them and then if they went and got it i threw in an extra free print for them as a little thank you for having to go all the way there and get it and a little bit of incentive to actually go there and you know, deal with kind of the pain in the ass situation, which I had no say over, but unfortunately lost me a little bit of money and, you know, made some other people do some work. But um, overall, everyone else I did talk to vendor wise would agree with you on that. I maybe got all the cash in the room and the celebrities probably got all the cash in the room because, you know, my couple of them, my artists and other friends, they did have a very heavy amount in credit card. Yeah. Okay. And it's usually, am I, am I right in that? It's usually kind of 60, 40, 50, 50 or close to that, depending on the show for, for the most us, part, we did it's pretty close. Last year, I can tell you the exact number that we did was 63.5% uh, in credit card. Yeah. Now, okay. For so us, we do have a higher price point. Uh, we sell metal prints that are $60 each, sometimes even more, uh, depending on the show and, you know, the volume that we're doing. Uh, but yeah, it's, 
on average, our transaction last year was 6310, I believe. And it's, you know, it's a lot easier for people to spend 120 bucks when it's going on a little plastic thing that they're not physically yeah. counting cash and picking exactly. it over. Um, that is one reason why I highly recommend always people uh, always take credit card and in their business period. To me, it makes yeah. logical sense not to, um, you know, unless you're hiding something. Um, right. Unless you're, unless you're afraid of the tax. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the money was spent. I mean, we, I did pretty well. I would say out of, I think the, that was the third, 13th show of the year that I had done, I believe 12th or 13th. And it was in the top four. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it, it beat out Cleveland and pretty much every, it beat up our Chamber show except for C22, SAC Anime. And my God, uh, that <laughs> might be, uh, that actually might be, it might be third then, I guess. Oh, wow. It wasn't a great show. I'm not like bragging, but for the circumstances that it was, it was fantastic. I mean, if I, if I had done those numbers and had driven all the way up there during a normal July because, you know, maybe one of the other shows, you know, I had another staff at or whatever, and I decided to go to this one, I just wanted to go check out Huntsville. And if I had done these numbers, I would have been okay with it. I would have been upset for the value for the booth. I mean, the booth cost, and, uh, and Alexa will agree with me on this, that, you know, the show that she did was significantly – overpriced for what it was where the boot cost for me i did i didn't nearly double what my staff person did at at that show that i did at, at huntsville for half the price i mean the booth was only 300 320 bucks which yeah and i think uh mine was 550 it was 580 with fees i believe so yeah it's uh I did, yeah. So basically, half the price, almost, and, you know, sixty uh, percent, basically, of the price for double the money. And then, yeah, that's a that's a huge deal. It is, and it probably would have been closer for you to have gone to Huntsville than it would have been to go to the, you know, where you went. So, absolutely. Well, and the crazy thing is, like, I we were we were all talking about it this weekend. The you know the big part of the reason why so many of us were signed up for you know the the jacksonville con was because you know we had planned to do another convention the weekend before mm -hmm. so it was going to be a bookend type show yeah. um you know and huntsville ended up getting moved so you know we didn't even anticipate huntsville in there yeah and I, a lot of people don't understand that when they go to do this is we do try and match up shows as much as possible especially for someone like you that has to drive to every show with your big setup you really have to plan it almost like a tour if you can. You know, you can't go from Sacramento to Philly. It's just, you know, you can't do it. It's just going to be a killer for you, your body, you know, mentally, physically, everything. So it makes it a lot easier to go from Jacksonville to Tampa or whatever and vice versa than it would be to do that a far drive. Um, you know, so, I mean, I definitely get that. But, you know, I will say one thing towards the collective con group. Uh, even though the show was a little bit underperformed for us, um, it, they've, they've run a good show. It's probably the best show in Jacksonville. 
or you know, one of them, if not the top two for sure. And they're really nice. They worked with us. They really care. They actually want it to be a good show. Nothing negative said about it. It's a weird circumstance. We've done the show before and did three times what we did this past time. So maybe Jacksonville was more impacted than, say, Huntsville for whatever reason. You know, maybe that was part of the reason why the sales were a little bit lower for us. Um, either way, both shows turned out to be good for, you know, good for us and profitable. So in these times, I really can't complain. You know, I think a lot of people will have circumstances where if they said they did blank number at this show in normal times, they'd be pissed. But now when they, it's a whole, it's a whole reset. You know, there's certain monies where you're like, Hey, I'll take the 600 bucks profit. At this show. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, $600 <laughs> at that show two years ago, you'd have been fuming. You would have been worse than losing yeah. money. I mean, it would have been terrible. So I definitely think that everybody needs to mentally reset and lower the expectations and be honestly happy that you can even do anything at all. Um, you know, because it could be the lot, these could be the last two shows where we had three shows in one weekend for a long time. I mean, it could be the rest of the, year, it's true. You know, I mean, realistically, you know, they could have just all lined up and, you know, next thing you know, we have eight other shows in the next two months, but then only maybe one of them happened. Yeah. Yeah. They keep dropping like flies. That's for darn sure. They really do. Yep. They do. I'm they really do. November. December. So Tim would, it's crazy. Would you, uh, would you be doing, would, would you, are you going to be doing this show again next year? So Huntsville, I believe is on <laughs> April 9th and 11th. I think that weekend of 2021, I will be going to that show as long as it doesn't go up in some monster crazy show. Either well, I'll put it this way. Me or one of my staff is going to go that show because everyone I've talked to has said the show is really good. It's the best show in Alabama by a landslide and the people show up and they spend money. And he goes, you know, if you looked at the people waiting in line, you would probably turn around, pack up your booth and walk away because you just don't see the money there. You know, when you're at New York Comic Con and there's dudes with Rolexes and, you know, uh, $500 shoes on and stuff like you expect them to spend money and you stereotype them. Everyone kind of does that when they're looking at somebody coming up to the booth. There's a little bit of here and there. And, you know, when when you have, you know, uh, you know, the amount of teeth is the same amount as your fingers. It's a little <laughs> bit harder to think that you're going to spend 60 bucks at my booth, but they did. And so I will say they, they came, they showed up. It wasn't a monster crowd, but they spent money. And I have absolutely no apprehension about going back again during normal times and kind of really seeing, you know, if I can get blank amount at that show during these times, what can I get at a really, at a, when everything's back a hundred percent and we have no issues like this, whether it's 2021 or 2022, I'm crossing fingers at it's 21. Uh, yeah. So right. Like in toes and fingers <laughs> and back and arms and legs yeah. and everything. So, so I, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, Ryan. You, no, you're fine. The one thing that we haven't talked about, like, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, that you're representing, you know, artists and you're there selling for an artist. Who are you there for? Um, so I, I had um, her name's Stephanie. She goes by Ruby Art and she lives in pretty far Northeast Canada. So she only does a couple, about five, six ish shows a year. Uh, mainly in Canada, she'll do one Asian con or she'll go to Paris or she'll go to Hawaii or something where she'll go and do 
something um, just to kind of get out because, you know, being in somewhere where it snows seven months of the year, I can see why you want to get out and do things. Um, you know, but yeah, she's my, she's my client exclusively. I sell for her exclusively. Um, you can't get artwork anywhere else except for through my studio and obviously the few shows she does on her website. Um, but yeah, she's really great, super talented. There's a lot of anime, gaming style of stuff and pop culture related things. She's a very unique style. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, turned out really, really good for both her and I. It's a very mutually beneficial situation that um, I'm highly enjoying. Oh, that's great. So I think, um, Alex, unless you had anything else, I think that uh, I think we got all the questions out of the way as far as uh, reviewing the show. You yeah. Anything else? No, I mean, I Tim, I'm happy that you you had a great show. You know, that's uh, it's encouraging to hear. I can't wait to uh, you know to start getting some more shows under the belt because man, it's uh, it, it felt weird. I mean, both of you were at shows this weekend. The one thing I wanted to ask is like. How bad did you for, like forget? Like, was it? Oh my god, I, I forgot about this or I forgot that. I I forgot zip ties. I I, yeah. I forgot markers. You know, was was it like? Was it tough getting back into the swing or was it like riding a bike? So for me, I didn't. I'm very proud to say this. I did not forget one thing. I wow. I had everything set up. I was good to go. I will say one thing is my body forgot what it's like to do a. <laughs> and it reminded it me up, right? on sunday night and monday morning when i was driving home that like oh my god my knees were so achy like i'm talking like i had not i've ever stood up before and put a thousand pounds on weight i mean oh my god it was my knees hurt my lower back was sore my neck was sore my shoulders were sore uh you know i stood for most of the show i really just wanted to maximize as much money as i could so i was interacting a lot more and you know, uh, oh my God, it, I'm not gonna lie, it beat the shit out of me. I was exhausted. I slept in um, yesterday. That's why we didn't do a recording yesterday because I was so exhausted. I didn't even want to think about doing anything. I just wanted to relax, sleep in. You know, kind of, I took a nap <laughs> yesterday for like three hours and then was still tired and fell asleep at like 9:30 p.m. So, it, oh my gosh, I'm, wow. I'm out of the loop and. It's going to be, I think that's going to be the one thing for a lot of people to adjust to is getting back in the swing of things. You know, I mean, last year I did 47 shows. I mean, that's only five weekends off. And to have, you know, I think we've, I'm going, going on 17 weeks in a row that I had missed a show. You know, it's almost like, you know, you're being a professional athlete and getting hurt and being out for four months and then stepping back on the field and your hammies are a little tight and your, you know, the first throw is terrible or whatever, you know, getting kind of set back in the groove of things. That's going to be hard to do with the inconsistency of shows. I mean, we might have a show next weekend. We might have a show in, in two months again. I mean, we don't know. So it's definitely going to be very interesting, both physically and mentally. And I think a lot of people only consider the financial and the kind of mental part of it, but physically it's a different ball game. And, you know, remember the, there's, there's definitely something to be said about being in game shape. That's for darn sure. It's true. I mean, this, this is my third show back, so. Go ahead, Tim. Oh, I just want to say I'm, I am not in game shape. If you, if you find <laughs> my Facebook and look at my pictures anyway, you'll know I'm not in shape. But two, I'm definitely not in con shape either. So there's no in shape going on with Tim in any way, shape, or form right now. 
<laughs> yeah, you can work on your golf game still. That's all that matters. Matters too. I mean, I, I you do live in sunny Florida right now, so there's yes, that. Yes. Yeah, I love reading 95 degree and a thousand percent humidity. Yes. Yeah, you should be used to it. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I, I guess we can go ahead and uh, go ahead and end it right there, Tim. Yeah. Again, thanks. Uh, Thanks so much for coming on, doing the review with us, and uh, hopefully when we get back to some normalcy, we can get you back on for another review as we continue to do these because it's much easier to uh, have somebody to help us out with the show instead of just having to hear Alexa talk the whole time. Trust me. It's, it's true. It's terrible. It's true. I've listened to every episode. I can agree with that. Um, yes, oh, I appreciate man. that. I <laughs> shout out to Jeremy for running a great show in Huntsville. And, you know, the celebrities were actually all showing up like they said they would. The vendors, the artists, everybody. Thank you guys for, you know, showing up, wearing masks, being appropriate. And honestly, just having a fun show that felt good to get back out there. And, you know, definitely everybody who had any apprehension about going to a show, maybe go check it out and just see. Or you just read about all the keyboard warriors and all their opinions on things. How about you just show up and see if you feel uncomfortable? Guess what? you can leave exactly that's it exactly and you might act at a well time said. and not have anything happen so um you know under the right circumstances i think everybody should go start going out to a con again and check out these small little ones to support your local communities your artists your vendors everything and you know huntsville is a perfect example of a solid show with you know under 2000 attendees that was good they did it right and nothing bad happened and i think that's a really great thing well, enough said right there. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining in, joining us, everybody, tuning in and joining us. And uh, th- Tim, thanks again for uh, giving us your time. Appreciate it. My pleasure. It. Bye, guys.